Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Jason Tam, who is CEO at Neulogy. And today we're going to talk about unleashing agility in late stage customization. Now, you know, we, we, we like to talk about a lot about, uh, you know, disruption and transformation and rapid change in supply chain management in general. But, you know, if you're uh, a CPG brand or you're in the, uh, you know, contract packaging or manufacturing industries, uh, you know these trends all, all too well. Uh, you know, simply put, you know, the, the rules for success that were valid yesterday are really not valid, you know, anymore today in light of all this rapid change that, that's taking place in, in the industry. So that begs the question, and what are these new rules for success? You know, what actions should CPG brands and their contract packaging and manufacturing partners take in order to drive future growth? And what's the role of technology? How can technology help? Well, that's uh, kind of going to be the focus of today's conversation. And uh, it's great to bring Jason to the program, who's uh, in the front lines of this uh, day in and day out, to kind of share his insights and perspective on the industry and, 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 and what's happening. So, uh, Jason, welcome to the program. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Aiden, for having me. So, Jason, um, you know, you're a first-time guest uh, on Talking Logistics. Now, you and I have known each other for quite some time. I actually had the, uh, the opportunity to uh, be at your user conference uh, last year, which, which was great, and it was a great learning opportunity for me. Uh, but why don't we, before we dive into this topic, why don't you tell us a little bit about your career path? You know, I'm always curious to learn how and why people got involved with, with this industry to begin with. So why don't you share a little bit about your story and, and kind of what your current role and responsibilities are there at Neulogy? Thanks, Adrian. Yes, so um, today I'm the, the, the CEO at Neulogy. Um, maybe uh, the question then you're asking here is what's the genesis of that and how to get to this position? Um, the genesis was uh, I had the uh, pleasure of working in the consumer packaged goods uh, marketplace previously. I worked at Kellogg uh, Company. So think of uh, cornflakes, uh, Rice Krispies. Uh, that was my life prior, uh, working on the packaging branding uh, side there and specifically um, uh, in the manufacturing there. Um, I jumped uh, to work uh, also in the contract manufacturing for a, a large uh, multinational billion dollar contract manufacturer. And I, I think that was, you know, much of the insight that, that, that led me to uh, help uh, found and co-found um, uh, Neulogy. Um, a lot of the problems um, that were faced uh, at that stage when I was, I was uh, experiencing it, working in consumer packaged goods was um, uh, how were we going to mass customize that product and but address uh, some of the hyper specialization that the retailers that we were serving at Kellogg were required uh, through contract packagers and a lot of that um, uh, looking at how production was being made uh, was all very manual um, there was no digitalization of, of these um, of these processes and um, there was no ability really to collaborate with the contract packagers and contract manufacturers uh, at that point. Um, so that uh, kind of uh, sparked uh, sort of some of the problems and issues and helped me um, uh, start the company. Well, that's a great, that, that's a great journey, uh, you know, because, you know, obviously you've, you've, you've felt the pain yourself, you know, working at, uh, at Kellogg's and working at, you know, uh, on the packaging side as well. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of great companies are, are really founded by, you know, recognizing that, hey, there's got to be a better way, right, uh, to, to how we're doing these things. And, uh, you know, I think the, you know, being an entrepreneur myself, I think that's where you, you know, kind of say, hey, you know what, uh, rather than just kind of 
beat your head against the wall. Maybe maybe there's a way that maybe we can help solve you know solve this. So that's that's a great yeah, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. that's a great 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 way to uh, kind of uh, get get the journey started there. So so let's let's you know fast forward to, to today, right? And and start talking about um, you know the state of the the CPG industry. I mean, when you talk to your customers, uh, I mean, what are the the challenges that CPG brands are, are facing today? And uh, you know, I kind of said that the, yesterday's rules for success are no longer, you know, uh, perhaps valid, you know, moving forward. So, so what are some of these new rules for success then in the industry? Yeah, there's a lot of challenges, I, I think, that uh, have uh, really uh, been increasing even from that time that I was working in the consumer packaged goods uh, market. And I've been very, uh, had a great pleasure continuing to serve those, uh, those companies, um, including uh, Kellogg. So you have uh, today uh, consumer packaged goods companies having to contend with the mounting pressures um, of retail and really what their consumers uh, want. There is a um, uh, market today's uh, are becoming more fragmented, um, and um, there is many different channels a consumer can get a product. Um, traditional retail, omni, um, direct to consumer, um, and there's an incredible amount of variability that's then driving within that consumer package landscape. Uh, what that's requiring consumer packaged goods companies to do is really address the sort of hyper specialization of those brands that they want to bring and launch to market um, and to do so in an efficient way. Um, and brands are doing what they do best, which is, which is branding. Um, um, and then you have to rely on an ecosystem of, of partners, uh, suppliers, including third-party logistics companies, uh, contract packagers, contract manufacturers to help you know, manufacture, package, um, distribute that product through those channels uh, in a very hyper-specialized manner. And that agility, uh, one could call agile customization, um, to embrace that variability of product is really the key differentiating factor for what uh, consumer packages companies uh, to be successful uh, are requiring to do. You know, related to kind of that, that agility, I, I remember, you know, I had the opportunity to, uh, you know, moderate, a, you know, a panel there at your, your conference last year. And uh, one of the things that I, I heard multiple people talk about was just the uh, new product introduction, right? Or, and just kind of how rapid that cycle has to be today uh, versus perhaps in the past, because, you know, consumers are, are, are you know, finicky, you know. Uh, you know, brands, new brands are emerging all the time from, you know, startups and so forth. So the big guys have to be as agile and responsive and in introducing new products and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, be able to not only come up with the brand, but distribute it and so forth in a much more efficient and, and rapid manner than, than in the past. So I think NPI, new product introduction is a, is a key part of this as well, right? No, that's right. I mean, like uh, brands today are relying not only on their sort of stable stalwart brands, but then what is that new product introdu introduction? What are those emerging brands that they can uh, bring into market? Uh, and that is where the growth is coming from. So agile customization or said another way, the ability to customize with agility those products, uh, launch them into, into market uh, through those various, dis various different channels is truly the, the competitive differentiator. Um, but there's a lot of challenge with that. There's a lot of complexity, right? Because um, um, they have uh, hyper-specialized uh, suppliers, um, they have uh, specialized brands, and that fragmentation not only by you know, consumer demographic, but geographic 
um, uh, method and uh, think of think of you and I and all the different uh, consumers that that uh, that we have uh, within the markets that uh, these brands uh, goods brands serve um, that's where the the, the, the true customization and the complexity is is uh, um, is required yeah so I mean it, it sounds like again increased responsiveness supply chain agility are, are going to be critical for for success you know in today's market and, and moving forward and you touched upon it a little bit you know just now but but then you know what are then some of the key hurdles or, or, or challenges then that CPG you know companies have to overcome to achieve those objectives yeah the, 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 there's a, there's a many different hurdles um, I think you know we've uh, certainly uh, evolved from a, a world of mass production um, where a brand could manufacture one thing many times over and over. Um, lo and behold, today, uh, maybe that one thing might be only done once. Um, that SKU might be only done for one promotion, uh, might be only done with one contract manufacturer and contract packager. And uh, doing one thing uh, uh, once is infinitely more challenging than doing one thing many times over and over. Um, and uh, so that's one element. The other element is uh, uh, collaborating and coordinating and uh, really uh, leveraging an ecosystem of partners um, to uh, be able to grow um, those brands that, um, that are required to respond to those retail and consumer requirements. So um, I think that uh, those are some of the two main factors um, that are required uh, to be responsive. Um, embracing that, uh, that variability um, to be able to leverage visibility within that supply chain to then compete on velocity uh, to launch those products, I think is absolutely um, you know, uh, critical. You know, I, I came out of manufacturing myself, uh, albeit in a di different industry in, in semiconductors, but, but manufacturing in general, particularly for a lot of companies that are, I would say, have historically been manufacturing centric, right? It was all about, like you said, it was all about asset utilization, right? It was all about kind of setting up that piece of equipment and just running it, running it, running it, running it, running it as much as you can, right? But now in this environment where, you know, you're talking about this, you know, customization, you're talking about being more nimble maybe shorter production runs or maybe just a, a run that might be, you know, seasonal and national, promotional in nature. Um, you know, you've got that kind of tug of war, if you will, between kind of the, um, you know, how do you transform, you know, uh, you know, kind of the, the or balance, you know, the manufacturing costs and, 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 and the ability to set up and changeovers and so forth with this need for being customer centric or responsive to what the consumer wants. Uh, you know, so I see that kind of tug of war, you know, happening. And so, so let's talk a little bit now about kind of the, the people doing the manufacturing and the packaging and, and so forth. I mean, obviously they play an important, you know, role here as well in, in the supply chain of, of, of CPG brands. I mean, how prepared are they to, to meet, you know, these new challenges and customer requirements? Yeah, I, I think that um, uh, in their evolution, um, there is certainly what we're seeing today, uh, some of the more uh, thought leading, uh, sophisticated um, uh, suppliers are the ones that are uh, able to be responsive, able to be collaborative, um, but it requires capabilities on their end. Uh, it requires them to be equipped with uh, sort of the right um, uh, abilities to uh, share data, um, also transact and accept information um, uh, because you know data is really the way that um, these CPG brands and their ecosystem can collaborate um, on that order. 
Uh, so having the, the ability to know what is the, the right inventory, um, the, uh, um, the right quality, um, the right production, uh, the right quantity, um, being able to deliver on that, on, that, um, on that specific requirement for that consumer packaged goods brand um, uh, requires the, the supplier to be, um, I think, more equipped uh, on being able to be more responsive in that respect. You know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, digitization. Um, and, and of course, if you look at different industries, you, you know, there are different levels of maturity when it comes to digitization. I mean, where, where, where is this industry, you know, today, just from your perspective? Are, are they, you know, kind of on, on par with others? Are they a little bit behind the curve, a little bit ahead of the curve? What, what do you see there? I mean, we, we uh, work with uh, many of the uh, leading uh, contract packagers and contract manufacturers and 3PLs across the world, you know, across five continents, many different countries, different languages. Um, so uh, that modernization, that digitalization of the supply chain is happening today. If someone said that, you know, you could do this 10 years ago, I'd be like, not really. You know, the, 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 the cloud wasn't, uh, from a mindset perspective, um, I think you need to have the foundational components of not only technology, but the mindset to be able to have uh, transparency and visibility. And I think today people uh, uh, are willing to do that and want to do that because they realize that growth is unlocked when um, that mindset is uh, about you know, sharing, uh, collaborating with my customer um, to uh, launch these new products, make them better, reduce waste, uh, have better quality of products to market. Um, the underlying architecture, if you will, and uh, Nulogy, us being a cloud-based uh, platform, is I think the perfect sort of stage to play that out. And like I said, like you know, that was not available, you know, ten years ago. To have the ability to have a multi-party, you know, s solution to be able to uh, collaborate across uh, the ecosystem with a brand and a, su a supplier or the suppliers are, are, are um, it's, it's something that's that time is now. Um, so I think that's uh, that's something that's different. Yeah, you know, one one of the things that uh, I've been writing about for a long time is about uh, you know what I call supply chain operating networks, which are really the you know bringing together communities of trading partners, you know, connecting them together to be able to facilitate the exchange of data and information and, and so forth between all the trading partners, and then layer on top of that applications to help you know automate and, and, and process, you know, the, the different uh, uh, workflows that have to happen across all the different, you know, trading partners. So, so I see this as, again, another perfect example of that kind of ecosystem and, and network-based, uh, you know, environment and processes that, that can take place here. So, so, so kind of building on kind of the, this technology uh, conversation a little bit, um, you know, obviously, like in, like in all industries, technology is going to play a key, key role here. You've touched upon some, some of these, uh, you know, things already, obviously, with the you know, the rise of cloud computing and, and, and network-based, uh, you know, solutions. You know, you've got things like artificial intelligence and machine learning that are kind of creating a lot of buzz in, in uh, you know, in, in the industry today. I mean, what are some of the, you know, key capabilities that, that companies should be on the lookout for that are going to help, you know, all the different stakeholders in this industry, the brands, the contract manufacturers, and so forth, uh, really, um, you know, move forward um, in responding to these challenges that we talked about? Yeah, I think some of the key capabilities are um, the ability to um, uh, interconnect with multiple parties, 
um, uh, be able to have a mindset of uh, being able to um, have transparency and visibility. Um, and uh, that digitalization of process, not just um, having a sort of a, a system of record that can transact, but really a system of engagement through that process and workflow from um, uh, to be able to customize those products uh, with agility, I think is, is absolutely key. Um, knowing where a product is in its life cycle um, from um, uh, innovation, uh, uh, conception, if you will, or creation, concept through to um, uh, order delivery, I think is, is very key. Um, and because there's so many different, as you mentioned, trading partners, uh, in, our, in our terminology, that's exactly uh, right. There's different partners that you will work with that are hyper-specialized to uh, deliver that product, I think is very, very important. Yeah, no, great, uh, you, you know, great, great points there. And, um, you know, it, it sounds like, you know, we, we, we like to talk a lot about visibility in general. Uh, but but at yeah. the end of the day, it really, it really comes down to that, right? I mean, it, there is uh, such a need for that visibility and enabling that visibility. But what I always tell folks is, you know, visibility, if you just think of it as a software application, and don't really think about the underlying connectivity that you need to provide the data, mm -hmm. to provide the insights. Um, and, and you don't have a way to really connect all the trading partners um, to, to ease the flow and the, and the accuracy of the data and so forth. Um, you're going to have garbage in, garbage out, or you're not going to have any data to really feed yeah. that. So I, I think that, that underlying network is, is a key component of this, right? It is, it is, and like the visibility is not, it, it's not the end, it's, it's, a, it's a means to an end, right? Um, the uh, ability to interoperate with some of the leading solutions that are out there, um, you know, in our case, it's definitely JDA, it is uh, SAP, you know, how do you interoperate with those current uh, leading solutions within that ecosystem of consumer packaged goods companies and suppliers, um, leverage that, interoperate, interconnect, and then surface that, uh, that, that information to act on that data is, 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 is critically important. Yeah. So, so now, so, so speaking about acting on that data, so, so let, let's talk about a little bit about kind of the, the, the benefits, right? I mean, um, you know, when you look at some of the companies you're working with in, you know, some of the case studies and so forth, I mean, what, what are some of the benefits of having increased agility and, and being able to respond, you know, more, more effectively and, and do late stage customization? I mean, what, what benefits are companies starting to experience in this area? Yeah. So we talked about some of the problems, right? The, the complexity dealing with the requirements to uh, have speed to market. So the, the, the benefits uh, there is reduced friction, uh, reduced wastes, uh, having a more sustainable supply chain. Um, we've heard about talking about what's a supply chain for society, right? Um, so being able to uh, reduce uh, waste, uh, reduce friction, uh, increase sustainability, reduce costs, obviously, and shrink that time frame for which a product is required to get into, into market. Um, the amount of waste that I think is created is when people don't know uh, when uh, and where their product is in that um, supply chain that in the past was opaque. If I cannot see what's sort of in the partners that one relies on, then how can I possibly make the right decisions to um, optimize and to, to serve my customer often is sort of that retailer or that end consumer. So I think that is um, uh, what we're talking about there, uh, the benefits. And I think um, 
we had the great pleasure um, earlier on this year, a couple of our, our, our customers, uh, L'Oreal, um, uh, obviously one of the largest cosmetics uh, brands, uh, went on stage um, at, at, a, at one of the big conferences in, 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 uh, in Arizona and Phoenix and um, spoke about how uh, agile customization and, and their platform uh, working with us was benefiting them to be able to launch those those products, uh, reduce waste, and um, increase a more sustainable supply chain. Uh, and more recently, uh, uh, Procter and Gamble did a uh, did a case study and, and conversation um, at the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals at that conference um, to uh, really highlight um, how uh, it enabled them to be more responsive with their customers. Um, so I think that um, those are absolutely some of the, the benefits, the speed to market, reduction of, of costs, and, and reduction of waste. You know, what I, what I find interesting is that you, you mentioned a variety of different metrics that can be positively impacted, you know, you know, by this. And I know when I was at your conference and even the, the examples you just gave, you know, historically, anything involving supply chain, and particularly in this area, uh, a lot of initiatives are driven by cost reduction. Right? And it's not to say that cost reduction or managing costs is not important today, but I think if you listen to those executives that you just referenced you know, and those companies that you just talked about, um, more and more it's about you know, customer experience. It's more and more about uh, the service dimension yes. that is driving a lot of these innovation or transformation or digitization you know, projects because it is the, the whole speed to market being more responsive to consumer uh, needs more, uh, you know, the ability to, you know, eliminate waste um, and, and so forth. So obviously cost has its fingers in, in all those areas, but it's not what, it's not the only dimension. It's not, and it's not the top thing that companies are, are talking about today. Do, do you see the same thing? Yeah, no, I, I do see that. Um, it's about, you know, uh, uh, avoiding uh, those, those costs or limiting those costs. Uh, it's also, you know, uh, being able to have growth by launching uh, those products and uh, having the quality of the products too through the digitalization of the supply chain to be able to track and trace those products, you know, too. That's, uh, that's exactly what we're talking about. So it's, it's, it's uh, growth on the, on the bottom line, growth on the top line. Um, and um, it's also the meeting the, the uh, how, how do you say, more challenging requirements today in the retail environment. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, so you talk about the metrics, on time and in full, fill rates everyone's familiar with. Um, um, but because uh, if a brand and their suppliers aren't able to meet that sh sort of shrinking windows of fill rates, there's also the avoidance of uh, penalties. Um, and uh, some of those penalties um, uh, really cut into the ability for a brand to innovate and invest in new product development. And um, uh, through the ability of having a agile customization uh, platform, that uh, can eliminate uh, and avoid those costs that um, uh, they often incur by not meeting those fill rate windows and so forth for the retail. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great, great, great example there. Uh, well, Jason, we're running short on time here. So, I'm, you know, just, just as a way to wrap up then, I mean, you know, what questions then should CPG brands you know, ask themselves to assess whether, you know, they have the capabilities in place to become, you know, more agile and responsive and, you know, in, in order to succeed in, in, in this new market? Yeah, I think that there's a, a, a really a set of few questions that uh, both uh, suppliers that are serving the consumer packaged goods 
companies and also consumer packages companies have to kind of ask themselves. Uh, one is, um, uh, do I have the ability to collaborate and respond to my customer today? Uh, what is required? And uh, do I have the right you know, sort of systems in place to do that? Um, do I have uh, sort of a best-in-class ability to uh, customize with agility um, and to interoperate with sort of the systems that my customers have plus the ones that I have also in-house that uh, together um, can digitalize that supply chain that allows a product to go from sort of that concept to that consumer in a very hyper-specialized uh, market that's even more uh, specializing itself and fragmenting itself in the future. So I think those are some of the sets of questions that I would uh, ask myself um, if I was an executive. Well, you know, as, as we, uh, you know, get started with 2019 here, I mean, I think those are good questions to kind of kick off the year with and, and, and to kind of help identify what are the right uh, priorities and initiatives that uh, if, if you can't answer those questions effectively, um, you know, th that, that might help point companies in the direction that they need to move into uh, uh, you know, in, in this, uh, in this new year. Uh, so, so Jason, like I, I always say, you know, we always just manage to scratch the, the, the surface on these topics, but, but I think we covered a lot of ground today and provided some great, um, you know, insights and, and advice to, to folks. So again, thank you for uh, making the time to be with us today. Well, thank you, Adrian. At any time, it's, it's an exciting period to be in, in uh, supply chain. I've been in a long time, maybe not as long as you, but I would say that, uh, this is a, a very exciting, uh, time to be, uh, working in supply chain. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. It always there's never a dull moment in this industry. That's that's for that's for sure. Um, I want to thank those of you that joined us today. Um, if you are watching this episode uh, on demand uh, at the uh, Newlogy website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for uh, Jason, uh, you can post it there, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy uh, to uh, um, respond via that medium. So again, thank you for joining us, and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.